Flo, uh, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just about to practice my DJ set. I'm an absolute pro, you know. Oh, fantastic. How's it going? <laughs> Great. My speciality is playing songs by yodeling goats from the Himalayan mountains. Oh, 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 listen to this. Oh, oh, ah, my ears. Welcome to the Nick Letters Clubhouse with special guest star Dave Pickering. Welcome to the Nick Letters Clubhouse, the podcast for cub sprouts all over the world. If you want to get the latest show to your device just as soon as it comes out, make sure you hit the subscribe button on iTunes, Stitcher or Radio Public or wherever you listen to the show. Now, on the programme today, Flo, Flo, sorry, um, I'm just doing the introduction. What's the matter? I will... Well, you know our guest today on the podcast is a professional storyteller. You know Dave? Mm. Dave Pickering? Well, he is amazing at telling tales of daring deeds and scary monsters and creatures from far-flung places. Yeah, so why is that a problem? I mean, what's that got to do with the paper and pen you're holding? Well, I thought I maybe I could be a storyteller too. And I was trying to write my own story, but... I just don't know where to start. Oh, you can't give up, Flo. Look, why don't we try playing a game or or, or something to try and spark some ideas? Maybe that'll help. Like what? Hmm. Okay, how about this? How about we do some word association? I'll say a word and you have to say the first thing that pops into your head. Okay, I suppose I could give it a try. Okay, ready? Steady. No. Yes. Hold on. Let go. Wait. Scales. Scales. You can't say that. I already said that. No. None of those words were on my list. Why did you say scales? Well, how else do you find out your weight without scales? Uh, Right, I'm not sure this is working. Why don't we do the club notices? Then maybe we can think about some different ideas. And now for the club notices. Thank you. (laughs) First up, this is a message for every Cub Sprout listening. We want you to tell us what you like and don't like about the Nick Letters Clubhouse podcast. Send us a tweet to at nickletterschh or email nickletterschh at gmail.com as what you tell us will help make our show even more fantastic. Um, um, Nick, um, I've got a notice as well that I would like to read out. Okay, Flo, what's that? To Mr Ben Whistler of 183 Ulrich Street, in 2014 I lent you my DVD of The 100 Greatest Crows in History. Now I know you've still got a you stealing toe rag, so can you please just give it back? Flo, 
This is the club notices. I know. Not your opportunity to air small arguments from years ago. <gasps> now, can we get on, please? Fine. But Ben, I'll be waiting. That's the end of the notices. What? I've just remembered. I wrote down some ideas in my notepad for an occasion such as this. Right. Here are a few of my best ideas. Maybe I could turn one of these into a proper story. I, uh, can, I, can I run them by you? Yeah, of course. What you got? Well, these are just the first ideas. I'm just throwing them out there. Blue skies thinking. Wings wide open. Now, please give me your honest thoughts. Do not hold back. I'll do my best, Flo. What have you got? Okay, prepare to have your mind blown. Picture the scene. It's the year 3088. The distant planet of Schnorpelflop has been destroyed by the Blooperties and the Inkelwaps. They are arguing over the very last chocolate pudding in the fridge and one lonely boy, lost and afraid, makes the most amazing discovery that could change the course of history! Um, sorry to interrupt you there, Flo, because you, you're really on a roll. Um, it sounds absolutely amazing. I know. Um, and I bet it would make a huge book. Yeah! But are you going to be able to write that before the end of the show? Uh, well, it, it, it might be a bit of a stretch to get all seven books done in that. Seven yeah, books. Seven books. Okay, all right. Okay, maybe maybe we put that one to the to the side for now. Um, have you got anything shorter? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, I got something shorter. Okay. Um. Uh. Oh, oh, this one. This one's a great one. How about this? Once upon a time, there was a worm who ate an apple. Go on. Go on, what? Well, what happens next? No, 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 that was it. There was a worm who ate an apple. Well, uh, the story can be a, a bit longer than that. I mean, that's not really the exciting, entertaining story I was hoping oh, for. It's just not fair, Nick. I worked hard on that story. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Flo. Oh. What other ideas do you have? Oh, I don't know. I can't do this anymore. No, you do not give up, Flo. <laughs> you can do it. I yeah. know it. Why don't we listen to our special guest, Dave Pickering. He is a professional storyteller and has told stories to young and old people all over the world. I'm sure he'll have some great advice for you. Fine. Welcome to the show, our very special guest, the professional storyteller, Dave Pickering. Hello. Yay! Hello, everybody. How are you doing today, Dave? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. It's a hot day and I'm enjoying that quite a bit. Wonderful. Well, welcome to the clubhouse. Uh, now, you are a professional storyteller. So what do you actually do? Well, that's a very good question that I ask myself quite a lot, really. Um, but I tell I tell different kinds of stories. Uh, so storyteller is what I call myself, but that's just a kind of umbrella, really, that catches lots of different kinds of stories within it because there's so many different ways that you can tell stories and so I tell stories with sound I make uh, kind of what they call podcasts which are uh, audio stories which 
are made with people talking and I also uh, tell stories on stage to people I've done storytelling with groups of people I tell stories uh, in in writing as well so I tell stories in lots of ways that's amazing so have you got a big bag of tools and tricks that you use when you tell a story well, I used to do a lot of storytelling with children and then I had lots of bags of tricks uh, full of bubbles and uh, different musical instruments, different books, uh, lots of puppets. Um, I love puppets. Puppets are great. I have a worm puppet. Yeah, I, I mean, I, my, my favourite puppet to use uh, was a wolf puppet, which I used to do when I told uh, people the Three Little Pigs story. <gasps> What was your wolf called? I think I just, un, uh, yeah, I called him Wolf. It's not very, it wasn't a very, uh, it wasn't a very creative way of me calling him, but it seemed I to sum him up. I really disagree. I think it's a really interesting thing to call a wolf wolf because other people call their animals names that are like human, but you don't get to call a, a wolf wolf very often. Right. And I mean, when, when he was doing the story with me he had a couple of other names because he was called the big bad wolf uh but when when we weren't doing the story he wasn't bad at all so he was just, your he was just wolf yeah so being a storyteller is a very quite unusual job uh how did you decide that's what you wanted to do well I don't know if if jobs always are things that you choose sometimes they seem to choose you um so in terms of telling stories with children, I used to work in the library service and so I was in local libraries and one of the things that local libraries do or most of them do or some of them do depending on, on, on what's going on with libraries at the moment but uh, is, is they have story times for children and so I, I did that and uh, I loved doing that and as I went on uh, I found a job within the libraries that meant I could I only had to tell stories and I no longer had to shelve books and I travelled around uh, around parts of London uh, telling stories to uh, children from naught to five. Uh, but at the same time as doing all of that, I was telling stories uh, all of my life, really, I think. I've been telling stories since I was a very little child when I was writing stories and drawing pictures. What's the oldest story that you can remember, the one that you told first? Well, I, I don't know what was the first story I told, but there is, uh, I have got some sheets of a story from when I was probably about five or six, uh, which was called The Badgers and the Goodgers, uh, which was about a, <laughs> a, a kind of uh, argument between some badgers and some goodgers. Yeah. I like that because a badger's like a bad baddie and a goodger must be a goodie. Right. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> You said that you found uh, the story on some sheets of paper. So do you write down all your stories? Do you keep them in a big book somewhere? Well, no, because I tell so many different kinds of stories that I do write down my written stories, uh, but I don't write down the stories that I perform. A lot of the times uh, when I tell, because I tell true stories on stage about my own life, um, and when I do that, uh, we rec we record those stories. So I have uh, not a book, just uh, I have a book and I have a computer uh, and I have lots of different other things to capture my stories within, yeah. So I imagine that you've always loved stories. What were your favourite stories as a child? I think the stories that I really enjoyed 
as a child were stories about uh, going on a journey in some way and changing, like people, like the main character changing, like changing the way they felt or thought, um, but also uh, sometimes changing into other things or things like that. So I liked, I guess, fantasy stories, I guess they might be called now, adventure stories, those kind of things is, is where I came in to stories. And I still like those kind of stories. I like stories uh, that make the everyday magical and that make the magical every day. So is that what you think makes the greatest story? Every day becoming magical? I think showing the magic that's there in the world, showing what it is to like truth I guess is a, a word that I often think uh, about when I'm when I'm telling stories it doesn't mean that it's the truth the big capital letters truth it's finding something that makes you feel tingly that makes you feel like that's something that says something about you or about the world that you live in so when you're in a library or somewhere special to tell a story do you do anything to set the scene or do you just kind of go straight <gasps> into uniform, it? Do you wear a uniform or do you wear a special hat or...? <laughs> I used to, uh, yes, I used to... Well, my, my, my uniform was more... I, I used to have a ukulele, so I would... Uh, What's a ukulele? It's a very small, it's very small guitar, <gasps> basically with four cool. strings, um, and, it, and it's easy to play, and so I used Could to I use play that. it? Everybody can play a ukulele. That's one of the reasons I like to play it. Oh, my goodness! But it still takes a little bit of work to learn. But I will show you sometime if you want. <gasps> yes, please. That would be amazing. I'm Flo the Crow, the ukulele player. <laughs> and have you got a favourite, an all-time favourite story? Well, I don't do very well at having favourites. I know everybody likes to have a favourite colour and a favourite uh, food and all of these My things. My favourite food is worms. <laughs> But my favourite kind of thing is lots, like lots of voices, lots of different kinds of stories. So I don't want to choose one story because I love stories, all of them. And they're all doing different kinds of things. So a scary story is trying to scare you. Um, a happy story is making you happy. Um, I wouldn't want to choose happiness over fear. I like both of those experiences, although I like them in in stories i'm not sure i like being afraid when it's not a story no, no no it's like it's like you were saying before with your wolf friend you don't want him to be the big bad wolf outside of a story but he's okay to be the big bad wolf in a story right and it's and in fact like being scared in a story helps the rest of the world your life uh, when you're not listening to stories to be less scary because you learn things when you're it teaches listening you to be to brave yes can do or teaches you how to uh to avoid scary situations both of which are different ways you can approach being af afraid because you don't always have to be brave sometimes you can adjust you can just sort of stand back and, and not face your fear because not all fears are worth facing i think but mm -hmm. that's a different you know people have different opinions can, can i ask your advice i'm really struggling i want to i want to do some story writing and i don't know how to start a story right well i mean the best way to start a story is to start it with a with a beginning uh, a beginning a middle and an end are the most important things a story has to have okay um so what the beginning of the story is though sometimes that can be a 
that can take a little while to work out. Can you start at the end? Yes, you can start at the end. But when you start at the end, that becomes the beginning. Uh, you're choosing to, to to begin with the end. <sighs> I know. It does My make your mind's mind go blown. Yes. Absolutely. Dave, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's been um, a pleasure. If people want to find out more about you, how could they find out more? So... If you're an adult person who is listening to this, then absolutely you should find out more about me. You can find out about me at DavePickeringStoryteller.co.uk, uh, or I've got a, a, a I've got a, a website for another storytelling project that I do around uh, people uh, who are boys uh, and men, uh, which you can find at mansplainingmasculinity.co.uk. Um, or you can follow me on Twitter at GooseFat101. But if you're a not a, not an adult yet, I would wait a little bit before you go and explore my online, uh, ex- like the things like the stories I tell online, because quite a lot of them these days are for adults and not for children. Um, but I do still like to tell stories to children. So uh, if you're a child and wants to hear stories from me, get your adult to bo- bother me uh, in those places and then I can come and tell you a story. Wonderful. Dave Pickering, thank you so much for being on the show. We would like to make you an honorary Cub Sprout. Thank you very much. Thank you. (laughs) I'm finished. Here you go, Nick. Read it and I will act out all of the characters and the sound effects and everything else, okay? Sure, of course. You ready? Woohoo! Yeah! Right. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the Nick Letters Clubhouse would like to proudly bring to you the world premiere of the author Flo the Crow. Prepare yourself for the tantalizing tale of Flo White and the Six Worms. Wait, Flo, why does it this say six? I thought it was seven. Oh no, it's because I was hungry, I ate one. Once upon a time, Flo White was a beautiful crow. In fact, the most beautiful crow in all of the land. But there was one person who was jealous of Flo White's good looks. A wicked and evil queen. She wore more makeup than a supermodel trying to cover their wrinkles and she still was not as beautiful as Flo White. I'll get that Flo White if it's the last thing I do. I'll find where she is, disguise myself as an old lady, and trick her into drinking a potion that turns her into a horse. Then I will be the most beautiful in all the land! <laughs> Flo White had run away into the forest. With six strapping, muscular, and handsome worms called Wriggly, Jiggly, Squirmy, Wormy, Slimy, and Bob. How do you do? So, 
Wriggly, Jiggly, Squirmy, Wormy, Slimy and Bob had all snuck off to have a nap and left poor Flo White toiling away on the farm all on her own. She was raking the fields when... You all right, Flo? Yeah, I'm doing the, this noise. That's what you sound like when you sleep. Anyway, Flo White was raking the fields when she noticed a disgustingly hideous old woman at the gate of the field calling her over. Flo went over to the old woman, wondering what she might want. I wonder what she might want. Ah, my dear, you look very tired from all that hard work. Would you like a drink? I have this very special energy drink that will give you all the energy you could need to finish the work you are doing on that field. And if you close your eyes and make a wish while you drink it, it might just come true. <laughs> Oh, I am so very thirsty, and even though your face does make me feel like I might vomit, I'm sure I could trust a stranger like you. Flo White drank every drop in the can, and all of a sudden... (gasps) Oh my! Oh no! I feel very strange! Oh... It worked perfectly, and now I am the most beautiful woman in all the land, and Flo White is just an old nag! (laughs) And with that, the queen, disguised as the old woman, ran back to her castle to live happily ever after. Meanwhile... Wriggly, Jiggly, Squirmy, Wormy, Slimy and Bob had awoken to some strange noises and had rushed over to Flo White to check she was okay, only to find a horse in their field. Worms! Worms! My dreams have finally come true! This old woman came up to me and gave me a magic drink and said my dreams would come true and they have! All I ever wanted to be was a horse spending my day prancing around a field and eating grass with not a care in the world. Oh, oh, but but Flo White, you are a horse and not a crow. You are no longer the most beautiful thing in all of the land. Oh, I don't care about that. I just wanted to be happy and now I am. And so everyone was happy. The Queen got to be the most beautiful person Flo got to be a horse, and the worms, well, the worms had a horse to do all the ploughing in the fields, so they could nap all day. The end. Yay! Yay! Flo, that was an excellent story. Thanks! very much for downloading and listening to the Nick Vess's Clubhouse Cub Sprouts. If you enjoyed the show, hit the subscribe button to make sure you get the next show to your device as soon as it comes out. Also, if you'd like to send a message to the Clubhouse, you can email us at nicklettuceh at gmail.com. 
thank you to Dave Pickering for being a guest on our show. This show was produced by Nick Degari. You can listen to our previous episodes on nicklettersclubhouse.com. Since we've been talking about stories all day, Flo, Mm -hmm. I thought I would tell you a joke about a fairy tale this time. Are you ready? Yeah! Why was Cinderella terrible at football? I don't know. Why was Cinderella terrible at football? Because she was always running away from the ball! (laughs) If she's at the ball, then she's at the wrong place. She should be at the football pitch. That's why she's terrible at football. You can't play football if you're not on the pitch. I don't understand why you tell these really bad jokes. Anyway, 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 stop. It's my turn and I am going to tell you the best joke in the entire world. A joke that will knock your socks off. Knock, knock. Who's there? Worms. Wormy worms? Oh, don't ruin it. Right. Do it again and do it properly. Fine. Knock, knock. Who's there? Worms. Worms who? Worms!